Hello and welcome to episode number seven of the Mental Health Marriage. It's going to be okay. This is a podcast for the spouses and partners of those who are mentally ill. I'm your host, and for the sake of my husband's anonymity, you can call me M. As the spouse of a man with bipolar 2, I will share my stories, my struggles, and my insights with you. And I hope to build a community where we can all laugh and cry together at the paradox and irony that mental illness can be. I hope we can help each other keep it together and thrive, despite the major setbacks. I believe that we create our futures and that we can make better lives for ourselves and our families. How's everybody doing? It's been... I had to skip a week, which I promised myself I wouldn't do, so I'm a little bummed, but I'm extra excited to be getting back at it with the podcast world today. I've been thinking about this next topic for pretty much the whole, the past two weeks, and I'm really excited to talk about it because this is probably one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've ever had in my own mental health, and it's definitely affecting everything else in my life. But before I dive into that, I just wanted to give you an update on my husband's health. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that we have been trying to get the levels of his meds in the right place, and we're, we've been experimenting with his dosage of Lamictal, and he also started lithium. I think it was back, it may have been far back as June or July of this year, I can't remember exactly when he started, but it's definitely been at least a few months since he started, and... If you know anything about lithium, it is kind of the gold standard treatment for bipolar disorder, but it's also carries some pretty heavy risks. It can be murder on your kidneys, and so when you're taking lithium, they require that you get your blood levels checked pretty frequently, and you have to drink tons of water. So we decided that he's been so bad for so long that there comes a point when you're willing to do pretty much anything, hoping that it'll help. And so we decided to take this big leap of trying lithium, and he's been drinking tons of water, and he was still kind of doing the keto diet. And so some pretty extreme things have we that we've tried this year. And as of the past really two weeks, something clicked. Like things seem to finally be working. I mentioned last time that he started sleeping in the bed with me again since I returned from my trip home. And he has done that every single night since. Now, he does wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning with his restlessness, and he usually can't go back to sleep. But the fact that he's going to bed at 10.30 at the same time as me, falling asleep and staying asleep until 4 or 5 in the morning is honestly a miracle. Uh, I haven't seen this for such a long time. So he's doing really well. We had a spontaneous trip we took this last weekend. We went... We went over to Seattle, actually, and it was super fun, and he was pretty healthy for most of the time. Yeah, so we had this wonderful, spontaneous trip, and he was great the whole time. He didn't sleep super well in the hotel, but we just had so much fun together. It was heaven, and our kids had a great time, and I love the fact that it was his idea. He's like, let's go somewhere, just this this energy that... I miss so much when he's in those depressive phase phases. So yeah, we're feeling really good. I, we were sitting down on the couch last night talking and he said, I don't know if you realize how much better I feel. And because he is pretty good at faking it. Sometimes he'll still plow through and go to work and all that. He's like, I honestly feel 500% better than I felt this entire year. 
So 500%, yeah, that's a really big deal. Part of me is like, hooray, everything's fun. You know, you just kind of want to believe it and you want to rejoice in the in the good times, which I think is good. I think I need to not let fear of the future cloud the happiness of the present. So I'm just trying to stick with living in the present moment and being grateful that things are okay right now, but also accepting that we don't know what's around the corner, but also accepting that whatever is around the corner, we can we can do. So we're all feeling really positive and I guess, you know, it's times like the, these when you wish that you could go talk to your younger self and tell yourself it's going to be okay. We're going to find some things that work and it's going to take a lot of patience and a lot of time, but it's going to be okay. So that brings me to the topic of the day and that is it's going to be okay. So this is kind of not really what it sounds like because I have been a chronic uh, validation seeker my whole life. I think as as a girl and as someone brought up in a conservative religion and my parents are loving, wonderful people, but also very, you know, very strict, I was trained to seek validation. So I had to check in to make sure I was okay with God and there was a lot of a very long list of requirements in order to be okay with God and there was leaders that had a pretty that were allowed to ask you very personal questions and just constantly making you have that worry and that guilt like am I okay I'm not sure and from my parents too they they made the expectations of what my behavior the behavior requirements were so yeah, there was this long list of if I'm I must make sure that I'm okay with all of these people. And the list goes on. I mean, this isn't just the religion I was raised in. The world is this way. You're going to be okay if you go to college. You're going to be okay if you find the right spouse. You're going to be okay if you can be thin or if you can stay young and pretty or you're going to be okay if you, you know, it can even spread into if you do so many hours of volunteering, it's like, here's the list. If you check all the boxes, then you're okay. And I'm sure that many of you out there will know that maybe you did those things. Maybe you were able to perfect that list and then life still blew up in your face. I felt this way so much. I felt so betrayed by everything and everyone when my husband was at his worst and I was doing all the things I was supposed to be doing and it felt like I was getting no help and no answers. So it makes total sense that I completely stopped believing in God. It's like you told me that God was a vending machine and if I did all the things that he would give me what I wanted and so I did all the things and I'm not getting what I want so it must be a lie. And Boy, yeah, so much betrayal, so much anger. I didn't understand. It's like this equation you fed me is not working. In in the darkest hours, I was just looking everywhere for somebody or someone or something to tell me that it was going to be okay. And some people would. They'd be like, oh, you're going to be okay. Maybe you need to get divorced, but you'll be okay, you know. <laughs> And it's almost like these people would tell me that things were going to be okay, but I didn't really necessarily even believe them. It's like they can say the words, but you don't feel it on the inside, and there's no proof that it's going to be okay. And I was defining 
okay as an outward circumstance. So what is different now? Well, everything is different because I've come to def define my outward circumstances as something that for the most part I don't have control over. I can't control the behavior of others. I can't control the state of my husband's illness. I can't control what other people think about me, even if at my best efforts I try to make them like me. I just can't control it, and it's honestly none of my business what other people think about me. So where can I get this acceptance, and how can I know that I'm going to be okay? And the truth of the matter is, is the only person that can tell you that you're going to be okay is yourself. And this isn't the frantic, outward, racing brain, fight-or-flight reaction part of you. This is the you that's on the inside that's wise and calm and kind of behind all the craziness in your daily life. I like to think of it as, I mean, you can think of it as your spirit or your soul or whatever language you use to describe that. But I kind of like to think of it as the older version of myself, the wiser version of myself, like 80-year-old me looking down at, I'm 34, at 34-year-old me saying, you're okay, you're going to be okay. And when I view it that way, that's the first time that I believe it. And I think, really, if you bring God into the picture, that's the way that God wants you to see it. Like, even if God was some separate entity, however you view God, if, if that God is apart from you and separate from you telling you something, I don't necessarily think you'd even believe it. But when it comes from inside of you and you telling yourself, you're going to be okay. That is the only way that it has ever sunk in for me. And when you say you're going to be okay, I almost feel like that's not even what I really mean. When you say okay, it comes from the total acceptance that I am okay. You are okay. Not just okay. You are worthy, lovable, strong, and capable, and you can make it through whatever life throws at you. You can prove to yourself day after day, minute by minute, that you keep the promises that you make to yourself. When someone else tells you, hey, something goes wrong, don't worry, I'll take care of you, I mean, sure, it's wonderful to have people in your life that are looking out for you, and we all need love and friendship, but... Again, we can't control the behavior of others. So if you want something that's a solid foundation and a sure thing to fall back on, it's got to be you. I hope this doesn't come across as sounding lonely because I think you could view it that way. Like, well, that's depressing. The only person that I can count on is me. But to me, it was honestly one of the most liberating breakthroughs I've ever had. You don't need anybody else to tell you that you're going to be okay. And that means that you're free. You don't have to prove anything to anybody else ever again. You don't have to spend your time and energy creating a facade to validate some fear that you have inside of you. You can just be, no matter what's happening on the outside, 
you can be that calm behind the storm. You can step back from whatever crap life is throwing at you and you can say, even now, I am okay. I am wonderful. I am filled with love and light. Even if, I don't know, it definitely takes practice and this is why people say they have a meditation practice. <laughs> you may only be able to, to step back to that place for a moment. But gradually, as you bring yourself into the present moment more consistently, more consciously, that feeling of everything is great, everything is fine, that can be something that's more of a natural feeling for you. Because it, 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 I think, I mean, this is a, an analogy that I'm sure is in so many books and so many people have used, but it's that concept of the sun. The sun is shining all of the time, no matter what doesn't matter if you're good, it doesn't matter if you're bad, it doesn't matter what kind of a day you're having, behind whatever storm is going on, that sun is shining, shining, shining. If you know that it's there, that, that is very comforting. Even if the wind is beating on you, or even if the lightning is striking, it's still there. And sometimes you do have to wait for the storm to pass, and you have to kind of hanker down and do what you need to do to survive, but... The peace of knowing that the sun is still shining inside of you, I mean, I tell you, it's made all the difference for me. And I'm not claiming total enlightenment or anything, and I still get sucked back into the, oh, the, the ways of the world and the busyness of the mind and the false thinking that our brains do so well. I'll tell you, I got caught up in a negative thought pattern a lot in the last month and I'm only just emerging from it realizing that it wasn't necessary to be in that place for so long but I struggled when I came home from my trip because I was just feeling crushing loneliness pretty much I just felt like I don't have any of my family or any of my friends anywhere near me and I'm just by myself up here and my husband's okay right now but then what if he's not I'm alone who can help me and it just was soul-crushing. It really was. I just felt so alone. And I'm sure I will feel that way again. I don't... That's a, a human struggle that everyone has at some point in their lives. And some of them for a majority of their lives. It's being human means you're going to be lonely at some point. But I just kind of have stepped back and realized, like, even if you're lonely you're still okay. Like you're still, you still have that sunshine, that, that light and that love inside of you. And if you don't focus on the outer feeling of loneliness, you can focus on the good things that you have and be grateful. Like, boy, I really need to be grateful right now that my husband's doing well and that he's improving and that I have these two beautiful, wonderful children and that I have a healthy body and mostly a healthy mind. I mean, there's a giant list of things for me to be grateful for. And even apart from that, even if everything was a total wreck and a total mess in my life, I could still be grateful that I can breathe in and out. And yeah, that's easier to say than to actually do because when things fall apart, your, your primitive brain goes to that place of fear so quickly and so easily. But practice, people. We got to practice stepping back, 
from the chaos of our lives. I guess I am just really grateful that I'm learning all of this. It's it's definitely not habitual at this point, but I'm aware that it's there. And that awareness alone has has changed my life. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I mean, look up some books about meditation, read, even just reading things that are uplifting, learning about how other people have overcome their adversity. This is how, how it all started for me. And so we all have so much to learn from each other and so much to share and receiving the gift that others have to give. So when someone puts out a work into the world, I just finished reading The Untethered Soul. Michael Singer, I think, is the author. I should have looked that up before I started talking. But, oh my goodness, that book was so beautiful and so amazing. And books like that are everywhere, but so many people don't know they're there and they don't read them. And I think that's sad. Like, there's so much light and wisdom to gain if you're only seeking it. I'm definitely a seeker, <laughs> even if it started as seeking validation from others. I think I, I do have the disposition to want more. That can lead to wanting more stuff and wanting more excitement and wanting more adventure and wanting more nice things. Uh, I bought <laughs> I bought a new guitar this weekend. Oh my goodness. I I don't necessarily need it, but... I have worked hard and we do, we are in a place financially where we can get away with that. And I'm feeling a little guilty, wondering if I should return it. And part of me is like, stuff doesn't matter. But I'm like, but this is so beautiful and wonderful. So we'll see what I decide to do. But my point was, I want more out of everything but I need to channel myself into making sure that it's more of the right thing. I want more loving experiences. I want more friendship, more joy, more stretching and growing and learning. And I think sometimes when you put yourself in those positions, you end up with an abundance of everything. But you just have to be cautious with where you put your focus and where your desires are. So this was sort of a short episode today, and I hope that it wasn't too random. I, I wrote out some bullet points, but it was a little bit of freestyling today, so hopefully that's okay. And thank you all who are still listening. It's been so fun for me to make these weekly podcasts, and there will be more to come. There really will be interviews, but I feel like I can't force my husband to help me with the setup too much, so... I really just need to figure it out myself. I need me to tell me that it's going to be okay and that I can figure out technology. So anyway, I hope everyone is doing well. And even if you're not doing well, tell yourself that you're okay because you are. And you are a good person underneath it all. And you are meant for greater things in your life no matter where you are. I really believe that. And I hope that, that you're starting to believe it or that you already know it. The email for the podcast is mentalhealthmarriage at gmail.com. Send me an email with your thoughts, your questions, your comments, and I can read it on the show. I'll talk to you guys soon.